an album a day is my exploration into the Korean music scene. This podcast will cover mainstream, indie, and some underground artists within the scene and provide both factual and opinionated commentary. The biggest benefit to sharing my thoughts this way is that it will hopefully expose you to more great music and exploration of your own. We've reached the end of Ace's discography at the time of this recording. After back-to-back high-ranking albums, will they manage to pull off another five? H-Z-J-M, The Butterfly Fantasy, right after the drop. You're tuned into an album a day. Show, start. Hey y'all, I'm told this episode will post on Thursday, but I don't know what to believe anymore. Season 4 has been marred by the audacity of 2020, so don't poke a finger at me if you don't hear this until 2021. We're going to keep trucking along and add my final thoughts to this as well. I don't want to make Season 4 any longer than it is already. Hojak Jimong, The Butterfly Fantasy, is a mini-album that was released on September 2nd, 2020. The H-Z-J-M translates as a happy dream. It's the first few letters of what I read in Korean, and I don't know what that has to do with anything I experienced while listening to this. This isn't to say the album wasn't enjoyable, but we're not in a dream sequence. There's no illusion to it, no alluding to it either based on lyrics. That aside, there is sound diversity. This just over 18 minutes album has dance pop, anthemic vibes and R&B tunes that will appeal to a variety of listeners. Unexpectedly, I had a hard time with this album. After the musical blast to the face from the previous two albums, I expected things to continue traversing the same path. As a new listener to these fellows, my expectation that they would be predictable made the unpredictability disappointing. There's nothing wrong with this album. I just needed time to adjust my expectations. The first track, Golden Goose, has a structure that reminds me of Seventeen's Getting Closer, something that popular review blog K-Pop Reviewed acknowledged as well. Shout out to them. But again, assumptions about how it should sound made it sound loud to me. In fact, this mini album was all around loud to me. It's what I remember most. Even the R&B track Stand By You seems to have its decibel cranked up higher than necessary. This album would not be the way I'd introduce new fans to the group, not in its entirety, but I can see how it could be magical for long-standing fans. They've been around long enough to hear the gentlemen evolve, and this feels like a mature spot to end an era of their music with. Therefore, K-pop fans, on a scale of 1 to 5, with 5 being essential listening and 1 not worth mentioning, the A3 Day rating for HZJM, The Butterfly Fantasy, is a 5. It almost didn't make it during my first listen, but the composition and quality, it's, it's undeniable. Welcome to Final Thoughts, a 100% unscripted closing for today's artist. Enjoy select songs from the discography of today's artist and more when you search for the hashtag A3 Day Highlights playlist on Spotify. Without further ado, Ramble 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 Review. I don't think any song in these guys' discography gets more rotation than Undercover from me. There is something so refreshing about hearing the guitar and and the, the rock sounds and everything. It might not even be a genre that you appeal to, but it's so uncommon in the pop scene. Yes, there are other groups who do it. Don't get me wrong. Live instrumentation is not exclusive to this one experience. However, comma, (laughs) however, comma, 
you get a whole album before this. You're you're listening to um uh, the reissue. The, the you're listening to Ace Adventures in Wonderland and it's magical and you're like, oh okay, all right. And then you roll up on undercover and do it like me is good or whatever, but the, the that doggone second track, undercover come on. And it doesn't sound like what you're expecting at all. Again, that whole unexpected thing, it is a win for them. They consistently come back with something that you just, you'd be like, what was you thinking? Like, who who sat down? Who sat down with you and was like, you know what's best? You know what's best if we start this song with a real generic pop kit? real simple beat just like that and then come out of nowhere and aggressively strangle it right in front of everyone's faces with this electric guitar how do you feel about that (laughs) somebody was like yeah yeah let's do let's do that and just held the song hostage for all of us to witness i have not really watched a lot of their videos um just because you know, I really, I, I genuinely do try to listen to the music first before I start looking at how beautiful some of these people are. Like, it's frustrating. You might not even really like the song, but if the video editing makes somebody turn and body roll or raise an eyebrow at a moment and you was feeling vulnerable that day, then you just like, oh, this is the best thing. So, you know, I haven't really looked, but that I've watched Undercover multiple times. I have watched the dance choreography of it and um, the... This isn't an assessment of choreography, hence, therefore, unto. (laughs) I'll say that it's fun. It most certainly is. Um, And it's fun. It's not dynamic dancing. It's just clever. We'll put it that way. This is a group that I'll have to watch a lot more videos of to see if, in fact, they do bring the dance energy that, that I'm assuming they should. But all this assumption stuff is getting me in trouble with them. We've already determined this. Um, Nothing is better to me than Star. And I was calling it Five Star, I believe, which is completely and utterly wrong. But the single that they released in 2018, that song is beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. From today's album, Clover, nope. No, I was going to say Clover could stand by it, but no, no, there's something absolutely gorgeous about the composition and the vulnerability of Star and Completion. It's it's so lovely. And then the um, the note that you're left with at the end, it just reverberates as the gentleman reframe with, oh, whoa, 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 it's so pretty, it's so pretty. So those two songs, those two songs get a lot of interest from me. Uh, at the time of this recording, there's a rumor that Favorite Boys is going to be remixed. I'm interested in that. It's supposed to be done by Steve Aoki. So I don't, I don't know. Remember, 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 it always happens. I finish someone's discography and suddenly they come back with a whole album. I'm going to be salty as a whole bunch of sunflower seeds or pumpkin seeds if I finish this discography today and then we get into next year and literally 15 seconds into the year, they drop a whole nother album. I'm going to be hot. I'm going to be so mad because... <laughs> 
<laughs> it kills me. Someone asked, they like, so what happens when you finish someone's discography and then they release something else? It means I eventually have to go back. I have to add. I have to expound. But I'm I'm not trying to do that just yet. I'm not. Can we like the, the show season five is just next door? Like maybe. I don't know. Jesus, Joseph and Mary. I just know eventually that's going to happen. So keep your fingers crossed that they don't do that to me. Because I'm going to be, oh my gosh. Like, I'm going to be the Kevin Hart meme when he be trying to hold in his laugh. Because I'm going to be that hot. But that's how I feel. That's how I really, really and truly super duper califragilisticexpialidociously feel. Um, K-pop fans, on a scale of one to five, with five big essential listening and one not worth mentioning, the A3 Day rating for Ace's discography is a five. They continually push themselves with unexpected production choices and provide listeners with something to anticipate. They were under the radar to me, but I'm excited to see what else comes from them. I'll allow myself to check out more of their videos to learn about their unique personalities now. I work hard to keep myself from falling into those visual traps, like I said, when assessing music from artists. I don't know much about yet. You know, I, you gotta gotta pace yourself. Um, a YouTube playlist has started for season one of A3 Day, and still, still, the Apple Music playlist will be made public as soon as I divide up these songs. It was honestly ill-planned to have made the show's playlist on Spotify one long thing. It's there now, and I don't know if it'll ever be divided up by seasons like YouTube. <laughs> Continue to check out the hashtag A3Day Highlights playlist on Spotify as it features tracks from today's albums and past episodes artists and anticipate links to the respective playlists within the show notes of episodes in season five. It's a wrap. Goodbye, 2020. And until the next episode, bye, y'all. Your favorite foreign Korean music historian exploring all the industry from A to Z. There's sponsored ads and social media hashtags, but this show is truly supported by the efforts of my McGuala's, the most amazing fan base a little entertainer could ever have. Special shout out to my Patreon patrons, the student body, the scholars, and the staff who keep my vision of becoming your favorite foreign Korean music historian exploring all the industry from A to Z a real thing. If you're interested in supporting the growth of this content, please visit patreon.com slash multifaceted ACG. And for as little as $1 a month, you can get in on the magic too. Interested in continuing your support at the free 99 price? I'd love you for it. You can still engage with the show and me, your lovely host, when you retweet, repost, and share the show and use hashtag A, the number three, and the word day. Please consider leaving a few stars or a review on Apple Music, iTunes, IMDb, or Podchaser to keep things growing in the right direction.